I have changed the batteries in every smoke detector in this house now. So, I think we should... What the fuck is that noise? Jesus Christ. Let's see. Is that coming from outside? What in the hell? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, juggalos, juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and... <gasps> Shmeev. <sighs> I feel like it's been a How minute. How are you? It, it has. It has. It's, it's been a minute for us. Yeah. Because last week, I was just sad face. And I was like, I can't record today. <laughs> yeah, it's been a whole extra week than what we usually yeah. do. But we still have our, our little buffer, so that's okay. So by the time this comes out, you won't even realize it. I, we're not even going to miss a beat, honestly. I'm planning on no. doing another recording next week like we normally would have. And yep. Keeping it and going. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. So, yeah, I, we'll, we'll see how that is. I don't even know what it is. I, haven't, I don't think I've looked that far ahead. I have no clue what uh what i'm expected what to expect for this so whatever yeah it's it's gonna be fun but for those of you who have been on this ride for for oh so long thank you very much for for sticking along good to have you back and if if if, if this is if this is your first if this is your first episode we ain't stopping this train is is just it's it's keeping moving. Like Barrett Wallace said, there ain't no getting off this train we're on. No. Speaking There's of no which, stops. speaking of which, uh, Black Materia, the remake officially released. <laughs> uh, it will have released about like two months before this episode goes out. So, um, you know, go go have a look at that. Uh, I haven't actually gotten to listen to it yet. That's. I'm actually very surprised. I really thought you would have had that. Uh, I haven't had the fucking time. Mm. Well, hopefully, after you're done with this, you can go and and listen to your heart's yeah, content. I on might the rest just of your Saturday. I might just uh, put it on Sunday. for the rest of this day. Yeah, why not? That's what you should. I'm do. looking forward to the intro. Here's something that might interest you. Uh, he grabbed mm-hmm. a lot of guests for this. W- mm-hmm. Would you like to hazard a guess at who is on the intro of this album? Is it somebody that I'm familiar with? It is somebody with? you're familiar with. Mers. No. Damn. Austin Creed. Uh, you know what? That that honestly would have been my next guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that like that that the Ran and uh and Mers have hooked up. They have in the done past. some stuff, yeah. Um so you know what? That's fucking cool. Yeah. It's yeah, Ray yeah. Austin Creed. That's what I have for today. That's okay. Uh, but uh, I happen to know that we're doing something that is not that today. Uh, hot exactly. off the heels of fucking garbage. Just trash. Absolute fucking dreck as... I think that's a British term. Is that what they say? I think that's a British one. 
Uh huh. We have something better. <laughs> Mike's giving me these weird looks like we don't have something better than fucking super villains. Because we do. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot that that was the last thing we did. <laughs> He's thinking that the episode that's going up on the day we're recording, I guess, is the last thing. So yes, he thought I was throwing exactly some shade at Mutant. <laughs> but I'm not. I suck. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I. Yes, you are. You're fairly correct. I'm 100 percent correct. So, yes, today we are talking about Pony Down Prelude by Drive-By. Drive-By. Drive-By, blaze your dead homie and anybody killer, linking up, doing the damn thing. Unlike anything they've done before. And I mean that unironically. Yes. Is that for the better? I don't know. Um... Really quick, before we before we jump in, I do want to point out, um, I had texted you about this, about the interview that Blaze Dead Homie did with Replicon Radio. Yes. Um, where, uh, by this point, the show will have already been done with, uh, he was doing a, um, a live show for the 20th anniversary of One Less G in the Hood, and they talked about, they went track by track, and he was given a bit of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, which is really, really cool. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't know. There's a lot of stuff that I'm sure a lot of people didn't know. What's very interesting is Drive-By apparently was not supposed to just be Blaze and ABK. Nope. It was meant to be the two of them and Twisted. Yeah. I guess they just... Because I think the first time it was even really mentioned was on uh, Where It's Going Down on Freak Show, which had... um, 3-6 Mafia on it as well. Uh, so they were yelling drive-by with the intent that it was going to be the big four-person group, um, but that just didn't come to fruition, and so it just became Blazing ABK. Now, fast forward to 2021, that is a group now, uh, ESN, Eastside Ninjas. Uh, so we're still getting the full thing. It's just in a different uh, It's a different name. Oh, it's Superheroes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so Drive-By was basically hinted at since 2000, and in 2005, we finally get their album. This did get re-released in 2008. That's the version that we're actually covering. Um, there are two more songs on it, but it sounds like they were still made back during the original sessions. I don't think that they had decided to make two things because they sound of the same time period. Um, in production quality. So I would have to assume that they're from those original sessions. Sure. This was the last official project that ABK was a part of. He does have a guest feature um, on a future album that we'll see in a couple months. But this is the last project that he actually did collectively on Psychopathic Records before he left in 2006. Um. And I'm not sure if that's something that he should be proud of that he left with or not. Uh, and just to look at production, uh, with the exception of the first track, which was produced by Fritz, the entirety was produced, recorded, engineered, and mixed by Team Supreme, which is Violent J, Shaggy Too Dope, Isham, and Lavelle. Hmm. 
Weird. Um, so this may also be the very last thing that Lavelle was a part of before um, before he decided to part ways with Psychopathic that he was never officially signed to. <laughs> um, Isham as well. So yeah, a lot of people had their had their hands in this. Um, whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. This is not going to sound like anything that we have heard from Blaze and ABK together. No. It sounds nothing like the stuff we heard on One Last G or their songs on Colton Grundy or their songs on Hatchet Warrior or Dirty History. This is, this was made with the intent to be something that you play in your car with your bass all the way up so you are heard for blocks and blocks. This is intended to be a sort of throwback album. Yes. Do they succeed? We will find out today. But before but we first, do that, got something we gotta do. What do we do every episode, my friend? Crack open a motherfucking Vago. Oh, hells yeah! I grabbed mine yesterday. I had to make sure they weren't expired. Because Speedway's really bad with that. Because I almost grabbed one that was. Uh, I wanted that moon mist, but that's not what we got today. I've got a cotton candy. Delicious. I have here in my hands a genuine Fago delicious red pop. Let's crack As you would. Open. I'm very thirsty, so I'm excited for this. Ah. Peace. Wonderful. Alright, let's jump into this. Track number one. Hear us coming. Drive by boys, got you high. Drive by boys, got you high. guess we can talk over this uh there's not really a whole lot that's actually necessary no um we're gonna get a uh a short verse but that's about it yeah i think it's just abk does i think no blaze has a short one too uh, i think towards the very end I don't maybe remember. it's just abk I think it's just abk has a little interlude okay. verse here coming up shortly yeah so, yeah, you hear ABK right here. Um, again, from the get-go, this sounds nothing like what either of these guys have done before. No. It is, it is Even, very intentionally not that. But yeah, um... Not only just like in the style of the beats and stuff, but their delivery is nothing like what they've done before. They are both. It is. We a haven't heard uh, departure. We, we haven't heard Blaze yet, but uh, spoilers. He's about as subdued as ABK is on this. Like, yes. keeping it chill. Well, I mean, you can hear him on the you know drive boys gotcha. Like, mm-hmm. that's him for this album. Aside from yeah. some things that he does here and there. Which are there fun. is 
Like, there is no, like... Like, stay in Detroit, crazy motherfucker, night Blaze! Yeah, no. Like, that does not... That is not here anymore. And Blaze was already starting to kind of do that in Colton Grundy. Right. Um, but it is very, very minimal from that point on. And this one... There's there's no there's no yelling there's no angry blaze <laughs> like like ABK has had his fair share of like I'm just gonna you know do a, a a fairly chill delivery like he's not the one who's always like all up in your grill right he was for for about half of like Hatchet Warrior but he, much he of the, go hard, the rest of it but, was uh... yeah. It's not to say that he that he doesn't. It's just it's it's not nearly as much as what we had from Blaze in the past. Yeah. But Blaze, like, if if straight out of Detroit is like his ten, which it's not, um, he's at like a three for a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, easily. Like this is as as they said. I mean, this is something to crank the bass in your car to. And again, but this isn't like this isn't like speeding down the street. This is. You're ghost riding the whip. <laughs> like you're, you're you're you have a slight cruise. You're going one mile an hour. Yep. You're 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 making your presence known. You can have like you might have the hydraulics going. It's that's that's what we're here for. We are not here for anything intense. That's it. But uh, you know, ABK drops a quick delivery of their uh their, their, their manifesto, I guess. They're, there's too many soft people. So uh, <laughs> here they come whistling at you. <laughs> Coming out of seven mile, one mile away from eight mile, which as I learned whenever I looked it up is just literally the split between rich people and not rich people. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit deeper, known for being one of the more dangerous areas. And if I if I remember correctly, the, the reason that they're referred to as such as that's actually like the distance from like inner city I, Detroit. I think it's like the mile markers yeah yeah so that was that was why like we, we hear seven mile a lot i think that eight mile was like i mean it's known just, because of movie well yeah but like people <laughs> there was like a skit in in um a bazaar from d12 uh, on one of his albums where they were bizarre and somebody else were like chilling outside and there's a guy who drives by. He's like, I'm trying to find eight mile. I want to find Eminem's house. And they're like, motherfucker, this is seven mile. <laughs> like, and I think it's referred to like on, on other psychopathic albums, like seven mile seems like a very uh, common area. Yeah. I guess just where they, where, where their roots are. But yeah, that, it, it's this. it's almost like just mentioning Compton. It is Detroit, as as I understand it, it's just Detroit's Compton. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe maybe you're right. I need maybe to right. I need to name a place that's you know hardcore. Seven Mile. <laughs> does Pittsburgh does Pittsburgh have that? Uh, it's not Shady Side. What's the one near Shady Side? Was Lawrenceville that d- one? The Rocks, no probably. Idea. I know nothing. McKee's Rocks. I, I mean, people people okay. go on about that. I mean, if you want to go for a more local area, like Plan 10 and Aliquippa. Yeah, that makes sense. We mentioned that area before on this show. The Village, but it's not really that bad anymore. Mm. 
it had its times. My block. None of, <laughs> none of these places really have the times that they used to have. It's all just holdovers. <laughs> Everybody thinks that everything like freezes in time and the places are always just as terrible as they were whenever they were growing up. And it's just like, shit changes. They're still economically depressed, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's here. So, coming. That's yep. Yeah, that's that is the tone setter. Literally, that is what you're going to hear on the entirety of this record um, in varying degrees of. Where is this bass beat? <laughs> yep. So, so track two, the arrival. Every time I get up in the morning, I see them gangsters out the street playing. Messing with these girls around here, they don't know about their business. Get the hell out of here. Trolls, some tamar, your suits that we hear the bass knocking in your system, and it's coming through so clear. Me and my partner, we roll tight like green leaves. We hustle for our cheese, and we still be yelling for You heard me screaming it for years. Now it's in your fingertips. The book of two bad Eastside lunatics. Struggling since day one. Lifting rods, driving by. Doing what we had to do in order to survive. You can see the silhouettes. Dirty crooks in the flesh. You can see the silhouettes. Dirty crooks in the flesh. You can see the silhouettes. Dirty crooks in the flesh. You can see they thugs <laughs> is that what this is i i mean i i think so wow this is the one that was produced by fritz if i looked at that right yeah the arrival yeah this is the track so. also that contextualizes the whistle that we heard in the first track Indeed. So, you know, when you hear it, when you hear it, that's that's when you know. Drive by's here. <laughs> the the whistle appears on I think every track on here, pretty much, yeah. Um, so just in case you forgot what album you were listening to, it's Drive By. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Has this? Has the whistle shown up in any other uh, music before this and we just didn't notice? No. No. Are you sure? No. <laughs> oh, God. I, I like, I, I mean, if I were to go back to listen to the, the Blaze Navy K songs of, of days gone by, mm -hmm. I don't, like, that doesn't just stick out to me at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember it on on too many bitches because I was no, too no, busy paying attention not. to how we had MC breed on the hook. Right. right. <laughs> I uh, mean, you weren't paying attention to that until like after we were done with our listens though. Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't remember it on thug for life. No, with it's with it's stolen beat. I do find it very interesting. that They took basically like almost just a regular wolf whistle they were like, what if we just had, like, the same whistle tone twice? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like how we're talking about the whistle so much right now <laughs> when this isn't even the track that's called well, Whistle. Well, this, this is where they mentioned it, so... That's why I'm going to talk about it. But, I mean, I don't have anything else to say about it. I don't. When they show I, up, I'm... you got the... I can't whistle that well today. It's okay. I I'll, I'll be I'll be completely transparent. 
this is not an album that I'm going to have a lot to say about um, for lyrical prowess because they don't really flex it on it. Uh, I can point out ones that I think have really, really good hooks in context, which is damn near all of them. Yeah. To be completely honest. They like, have good hooks in here. They, they can, yeah. The, to, to be fair, this album was not meant to be like, oh yeah, drive-by lyrical geniuses. Yeah. That was not what this album was intended to be. Again, we said it. It was supposed to be put it in your car, blow out your fucking speakers. Yeah. This, this is a this is gonna this might sound like I'm like talking shit on him or whatever, but this is a very Blaze style album. Blaze never really does a whole lot of like like deep lyrics or anything like that or anything like incredible. He just says what he's gonna say and he's done with it. It's not him like yelling like he do, but it's kind of so, him. So real quick, I was having a conversation with with amazing listener, Homie Jiggles. Shut up. And Blaze is not referred to as your dead homie here. Hmm, that's true. So could this have been Blaze in the, the, in the context homie. in the context of psychopathic? Could this have been Blaze and ABK back whenever Blaze was alive. I think so. So this would have been made in the 80s. That's the other thing about this. This isn't... I mean, like, we're only two tracks in, so I mean, like, I was going to save this for later, but I'm just going to spoil it right now. This isn't really a psychopathic album, per se. No. This is not... Like, you have... Here's the thing. You have the sounds. Like, definitely the production on this. If you listen to it, there's a lot of, like, touches of it where you listen to it and be like... Yeah, I could see this coming out of Psychopathic, but the whole product here does not scream Psychopathic to me. The The only thing that does, the Hatchet Man on the, la- on the fucking cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. 2005 was a very interesting year for the fact that they had so many goddamn releases, but they put out a lot of stuff that was not typical of the label. You yeah. have this. You had uh, A1 Yola, which is the least psychopathic thing that we've ever listened to with the exception of breed and 333 by zug island <laughs> you know and we and and don't get me wrong we skipped misery Ila, which in in hindsight i'm kind of regretting that we that we didn't listen to it back then what a we'll fuck cover up. it at one point i know i'm full of them <laughs> but yeah this was a very interesting year in that they were just kind of like let's just put out whatever and 2005 had the most releases that they had put out at that point. So, you know, there was no shortage. It was, well, whatever we put out, it's it's going to be a hit for the Juggalos. Yeah. I don't know if this was, <laughs> but like, but that's the thing. I mean, we, we saw that they were obviously dipping their toes into pretty much anything that they had an idea of. Yep. And that's, that's why we get drive-by here. I'll pose but, the theory that this was not particularly beloved by juggalos because there's really no support for this anywhere like i can't i can't go on genius and find lyrics for any of these tracks at all uh i you can barely find anything about it the the one thing i was really able to find was uh you can see you can get the whole album on youtube (laughs) yeah but that's like a topic channel thing which whatever (laughs) 
And and in the time since, I mean, there's been. I mean, this is this isn't horrorcore nope. at all. Like there is there is mention of like gangster stuff, but that doesn't necessarily correlate with horrorcore. Oh no, at all. Like it's not exclusive. There are no hatches. So, Blaze doesn't even have his shotgun. He got that post mortem, I think. I think that he does later on. Okay. I believe that he mentions a shotgun later, so. Fair enough. He doesn't become a zombie and then get his shotgun. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's go on to track number three. Whistle. <laughs> the whistle the whistles for, for used well, for everything yeah yeah that's literally like, everything if they use the whistle for like every situation how do they know what to do in like a very specific time is it like because i'm wondering is it like a microtonal thing do they have like perfect pitch down to the hertz and so they can just use it's it sounds like it's the same whistle every time it is but if you have if you have the ear for it you'll hear like the one hertz difference between the two and they got that down to a science, so they know which is is for what. I I just can't do that on on cue, man. I need to do it like five times before I got it. Yeah, is that is that what it is? You know what? I I don't know. I think that they probably like when they're communicating with each other, they probably just know the context, <laughs> and they're just Maybe. you know you use context clues of of what's going down. But I mean, like, what if like one to of them everybody s- else? No. What if like okay so like Blaze is like 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 cracking a safe or something cuz it's the 20s and like ABK's looking out for him right a- ABK's on lookout but then across the street he he sees a dame and he's got a whistle to her so he drops the whistle and Blaze is like shit he 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 fucks up his safe crack cuz he's got to run you know or Let's say the opposite happens. He's doing his safe cracking and ABK sees the police coming and he drops mm-hmm. the whistle. Blaze glances over, sees a dame, thinks that's why the whistle happened. And next thing you know, they're they're in the pokey. <laughs> the the old pokey. <laughs> <laughs> Chucked in a paddy wagon and taken away. <laughs> All because of the. <laughs> That's my concern. Maybe it's it's the length of the whistle. It all sounds the same, though. 
they hit they hit the same length with every single one. Well, they're just pressing a button for the dramatic effect. Okay, they're just they're just pressing the button. I choose. I can't even fucking do it. I now. choose to believe that they are doing every single one of those whistles themselves live. I wouldn't know. I don't. I haven't seen anything. Any anything no. of them performing it exactly. So, I. You know what. I'm sorry. I'm going to pay $40 for a Blaze Dead homie cameo, and then we can ask him directly. He can explain in his 60 seconds uh, of, of how that goes. <laughs> this is actually the song on which I noted in my notes that the beats are very consistent with the kind of psychopathic sound, but it's not really a psychopathic album. <laughs> this is what I decided to say. So it was only one song after the one that I t- talked about. No, do album. you know how it's a psychopathic record song? Got Violent J on it. <laughs> oh, does it? I don't. That's remember. him on the hook. That is him on the hook. Okay. And I am almost, I am almost certain that he's the one who did a lot of the production for it. Um, we'll we'll hear more stuff that Violent J produces further down the line, and this is very, very Violent J sounding. Huh. Um, he likes those, uh, those like kind of like grimy, um, sounds. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I'm I'm almost 100 percent sure that this was produced primarily by him. And then, like I said, he's on the hook. So this is a good track, though. I like it. It's not bad, actually. I, got, I, I don't mind this one. This is a very good way to lock down a thing like the whistle. Like. Mm-hmm. If I could whistle better, it's a very easy thing to do. And it, it gets in your head and, you know, like, you know what it's there for? Boom. It, it, it's so perfectly nailed that even though they've dropped it like on both of the tracks before this without like saying anything about it, really, I'm like, mm-hmm. I already know what this is for. And this is perfect. Yeah. Like they made a thing and I didn't feel like they were forcing it on me, really. They just did it. It, it felt natural enough. It's it's there. Chuh! Yeah. It, and it's simple and it works. It's it's effective for what it does. Mm-hmm. For sure. Good job. Yeah, I'm proud of you guys. Up next, years after this came out, <laughs> well, look, look, somebody's got to be proud of them sometime. Track four, Pony Down. Now that we're here, the game's been changed. So fuck what you think and say the shit to my face. Don't make me put my pony down and gallop on your cranium. I'm down, I shoot for all my lace and use it for the strangling. All you suckers with the swap me rhymes. Need to step the fuck aside and recognize the shine. How we was raised, you either win or lose. That's why we had to put our ponies down and make some moves. I put my pony down on that cops who drive it past. And they always in my hood asking questions and harassing. My people are considered as evil and this is unfound. Speak of what you teach us, so I gotta put my pony down. We stay shooting out like old dog in menace. Nobody going out like a bitch. If you can feel this, keep it real with me, pimping. Come correct with your limping. Read between the lines and then you see what I be thinking. I 
went and I wrote down the definition of pony down. I also did a look up for that. From Urban Dictionary. Oh, yes. And it was named after an early 1980s uh, Northwest Detroit gang. And it means to take charge of a situation in a truly ghetto way. They are not talking very about hard. Not, not really. I mean, they're not even like using it in like the, the grammatical context is the thing. Mm. Like my understanding of it, as I, as I also read that definition and the way that I interpreted it, even before I looked up the definition, I was thinking like, OK, it's kind of just like the phrase pony up, like which is like means like pay up and shit. But, mm. uh, you know, pony down, whatever, you know, it, it's, it sounds like it's just a two word command. You don't need any other things with it. So when they say put your pony down, I'm not really following. But if you imagine Blaze and ABK running around with like the stick horses, uh, it's so much better. <laughs> like they're just running around town with those and somebody, somebody does some shit that they don't like. And they're like, do not make me put this pony down. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, also, shoes? Also shoes, yes, white ponies. Okay. They mentioned that later. Uh, it is a it is a kind of shoe. I I, I, okay. I assumed that like, <laughs> um, the the context makes it clear. But also, I did a look up. I was like, yes, they are shoes. That I, I had I had that figured, but like, they they are very distinct in showing off their their shoes. Yes. Um, in the there's there's no booklet for this album, by the way. It's it's a sheet, and then the back of the sheet, and then the CD where they're about to stomp bitches, <laughs> and then Blaze where he's holding an imaginary gun on the back. <laughs> it's very Yu-Gi-Oh it's like, of him. It's, it's I was literally just gonna say he's like he got censored by four kids. <laughs> so in that case, if they're also talking about shoes. They're basically saying, if you're looking to start some shit, take your shoes off. That doesn't seem very helpful if you're in the streets. Maybe they're not in the streets, though. Maybe somebody like okay. came to the door with some bullshit, and they're like, oh, "You want to, you want to start, you want to have an argument inside of my house? Take your shoes off at the door, please." Yeah, just common courtesy. Yeah. There's been a whole this, lot of stuff uh, about about the culture of people not taking off shoes inside in America. Let me tell you, I always take my goddamn shoes off. Unless I'm running in for something real fast, these mm. shoes are off at the door. Funny enough, this is actually the first track that I ever heard by Drive-By, like yeah. from this album. Uh, I remember hearing it. It was either on Juggalo News or Fago Lovers. They would post like, these are the songs of the week. And I was like, oh, this is that that dead homie guy. I'm going to listen to this. And my, meanwhile, this was in like 2007 probably, so before this got re-released. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is not angry juggalo anthem guy. This isn't bugs on my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was already listening to more stuff by then. Wasn't all just bugs on my nuts? Come on. Give me some credit. I was listening to Homies by this point. 
and the dating game. Ah, uh, yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's a good track. That's... I like it. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's It's got a nice laid-back feel to it, which, I mean, most of these do, but this one has a very specific one. It's very West Coast. It is very West Coast. It's very West Coast, which is fine, because West Coast is really, really, like, good for that chill shit. Yeah. Uh, Blaze also busts out a voice for one of his verses in this. It's an interesting voice. I don't remember it. You know what? Let me see if I can. I don't remember what it is, but I have a feeling that I know what it is. That voice. That's his sing-songy voice. It's a specific variety. We will we will hear that on more stuff. Trust me. He 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 do be doing that. And you know what? Fun times. That's it for Pony Down, I think, yeah? I think so. Track number five, This High. It's the me connoisseur playing tours around my addiction. What is fact? What is fiction? To get or got? That's the question that offer have not the cause and effect of big shot. You'll never truly understand. The plight of an addict, I can never get enough in. Sometimes I think I can fly, and I'm just the one to try. Northern lights in my system, and I hit the sky. Your life been this high. Roll it up, Northern lights took me straight to the sky. got a weed song man we certainly do that's a solid weed song really i'm down with it i'm fairly indifferent to this one it's interesting uh this also is this is like in my mind this beat this is the beat of like that era of rap that's like the tipsy beat and that was like the thing that everybody thinks of whenever they think like at the time, if you're thinking of a rap beat, that's that's the one. I remember it being big at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a couple of years before then. But yeah. Okay, well I can't remember any time at all, so close. Yeah, J- what was that? Jaquan, yeah. Yeah, that's that is actually very it's it's fairly reminiscent of it but they just didn't get, like, the hits aren't as, like, heavy. Yeah. But but that, that, that bass pattern, that was the thing for a while. I don't know is if that, it still is. Is that almost... No. For uh, for some reason, the song Grinding by Clips had, I don't had know. come to mind, but this it doesn't sound like that. Honestly, Grinding sounds better. <laughs> but... Uh, clearly, uh, you, you've never been this high. Ever. Um, in ever. Your life. Never in your life. Um, and I don't know, perhaps later on, they might reiterate this to you, that you've never been this high. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I think uh, this sounds like something that needs reinforced. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Uh-huh. With with more with more people to tell you that you've never been this high. Yeah. Yeah. So track six. Uh, this is hear, hear me, me now. now. not like in every Verizon commercial. My god. Like, come on, let's be real here. It literally like if you want the best promotion ever, just get the drive-by boys. Honestly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean uh a- ABK, he's been he's been doing his thing for a while. A while before any of this. A while before psychopathic in general. And I'd say by this point, yeah, people heard him. You know? Yeah, more than likely. I don't know what in this particular project that he once heard. But I think people are hearing him. Indeed, indeed. And I think that also goes for Blaze as well. Yeah. Um, I, I hear I hear beats. Yeah, I hear I hear, I hear instrumentals. Yeah, they have some this... okay stuff. Taking taking half a verse each, then the little trade offs on that hook. It's pretty pretty cool. Hearing Blaze's vocals doubled up um, in the very beginning because it was it was a minute since I really like remembered this one. Um, is very jarring because the one is just his like like deep smooth voice and then the other was that voice that you pointed out at the le- at the end of the last track yeah um and uh or no that wasn't pointed out but still um having that doubled <laughs> is very very weird also i i never really paid attention to it until just now but that um that guitar that's that's being strummed like three times um in every bar it's a very weird chord progression. Hmm. I don't recall. Let me get another listen here. Okay. So. I think it's, I think it's nylon strings. Yep. Yep. That's just a little, so, little jazzy going on there. Yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's not what I would expect in this. 
that's a. Uh, I'm here for heavy like a, bass beats, not not for no Maria Maria. That's just an interesting <laughs> thing in rap. They will always just find something to throw in out of nowhere, and you're just gonna be like, "What the fuck?" That, cool. <laughs> it's like okay, I guess. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. This track, like not wow. not the track overall. I don't like it a lot. I think it's okay. Yes. Yeah, but that guitar thing, I like that a lot. That was pretty cool. It's good, good decisions made here and there. <laughs> Tracks all right. Well, we're halfway through. Whoa. Let's move on. Yellow tape. Somebody got shot and they set up roadblocks to catch the shooter. It was execution style, they took his head off with the Luger. It happened so quick, I barely noticed when it hit me like a brick. It must have been some dirty pigs who pulled off that shit. There was shit. a murder on the east side, speculation we done it. Now the cops are out hunting while me and my homies running. There was a murder and I swear I wasn't here. But the way the story's going, man, we should disappear. It was murdering cold blood at the center of the neighborhood. People watching in disbelief, they do nothing but grind their teeth and hold their tongue. Shots rung out, I doubt they even thought about calling 911. Everybody on the block looking around, it's like the whole neighborhood's turned upside down. I wish I knew, but it's just too late, cause every TV that I see keeps showing our face. They say we click that kid, but not this This is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. This was a bonus track on the re-release. Oh, cool. I don't care for the hook on this one, but I actually enjoy the rest of the track because I think it's a little bit more focused. We have somewhat of a storytelling track here. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed this one actually more than a lot of the prior ones that we've discussed so far. I like the section at the end that they have. The, the like I didn't do it. All I did was ride by. I like that. That's pretty great. Oh yeah, I remember the part you're talking about. <laughs> That's that was really cool. <laughs> they definitely I like, did it. I I like the uh, I like the instrumental for this one a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very um, uh, what's the what's the phrase I want to use? Atmospheric. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, it sounds it sounds very cool. Honestly. This instrumental is legit something that probably anybody else on the label could have used for whatever they would have wanted. Yeah. Like, this sounds most like a Psychopathic Records beat. And when you get into that hook, they have, like, that kind of, uh, that, like, radio whine sound going on Mm. that, that, like, typifies old sci-fi sounds and stuff. This would have been the track that would make a Psychopathics from Outer Space a Psychopathics from Outer Space. <laughs> the one that justifies them calling it Psychopathics from Outer Space before they just throw what the fuck ever on it. And just, just do nothing with it for the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Interesting that this was a bonus one and this wasn't 
included on the original release. Like I said, it sounds like they were all made at the same time. There's nothing really discerning that they made two new tracks just for this re-release. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very, uh, very intrigued as to. I feel like I read something about this track in particular, unless it was just noting that it was a bonus track, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll figure it out by a song or two later. <laughs> I have no idea. Anything else on yellow tape? I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. Track eight. She's out there. Why don't you shoot me out to the liquor store? For what? I ain't got no gas. I need to holler at this little bitch out there. Most people don't see it when I preach it. But it's when obstacles come when you need it. A little something, something to relax the nerves. And help you through the hard times to avoid them curves. She's out there when I really need her bad. Because the last time I had her was the best I ever had. So if you see her, send the bitch my way. Because I need her in my life like every day. She comes dressed in really zigzags, orange and whites. And when she on fire, she got me feeling alright. Takes me to another world, I ain't talking so. There's something about this place without her, I couldn't cope. She's so by the way, usually eight snickles and dimes. And if you got enough for then an ounce ain't all divine. And I'm trying every day to make a stay, but she gotta leave. And now she out there in the streets waiting on me. She's out there. talking about some some vices here mm-hmm. you know first verse is about about the the weeds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the the marijuanas uh, i know one of them was about alcohol alcoholism is very was. bad cheers y'all I got nothing else. <laughs> I actually, this is a track that I never paid attention to in the past, so I didn't realize what it was about until I was doing my lessons this time. There is a keyboard in that, uh, in, in there somewhere that is doing some fucking cheesy-ass Homestar Runner sound in lines. <laughs> like, the tone of it, it is that, like... The Casioist keyboard. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> got got Violent J on that hook, so maybe maybe he had just found Homestar Runner and he was just like, maybe, Yo, maybe. I need to use. I need to do this back, back in 05, Yeah, it's, and, it's a hate and, and Ish and Isham is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> that was him to Violent J in the chorus. What you doing right now, bitch? <laughs> Valentine's like, no, 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 I got this, trust me. And that's why he left. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think that's about it for that, you know. I do as well. Track nine, Black Khakis. Damn, you had to see these niggas, man. It was like 15, 20 of them. They had on black khakis, white t-shirts, and white pants. Black khakis every day, pressed and creased. On the corner with my 40, hanging with my peeps. Now I'm with your balls, so fresh and so clean. With a supreme in that shining way. 
Are they still khakis if they're not khaki? Yeah. It's the, it's the style of the pants. Khaki is a color, Mike. Khaki is a color? That's also why they were called that. Well, it's the style of the pants. Part of the style is the color, which they are named after. I'm just saying, dog. They're still khakis. I don't see it, man. Well, clearly you've never owned a pair of black khakis. I have. Drive by. Drive by will then be... They will have to come to you and explain the intricacies of these black khakis. If we and could all they're get, going to do... If we could get them on to talk about it... <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to talk to them about anything else except whistle frequencies... Okay, then you know what? We'll get another 40 bucks to get Cameo for Blaze. He can corroborate directly with ABK. And then he can let us know in his 60 seconds. I want them on the show. Because here's the thing. What if they give me an answer and it just raises more questions? Then mm. I gotta get him another Cameo. And you know what? Yeah. This is getting expensive. <laughs> I don't have the funding for that. Nobody's given me the funding for that. I don't have my stimmy check yet. It's great whenever we date these. <laughs> Probably still won't when this comes out. Oh. I'm not going to lie. Um... I totally blanked out whenever I was listening to this track on my regular lessons and my note-taking one. Uh, this is where I took note of bla of White Ponies being shoes. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty obvious that they're talking about that. Um, they're just talking about the yeah. uniform. Yeah. That's it. Apparently, apparently that's, that's, that's what it takes to be a member of Drive-By. All two members. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happened mad rocks and monoxide were like oh we don't do khakis man no we don't we don't fuck with these no, no. we're all about chinos <laughs> i don't know i need to rewatch the sorry the video for we're, we're, we're about the chinos and sketchers <laughs> need to rewatch the video for um for homies to see what they were rocking in there <laughs> So they don't make uh, light up white ponies, so got <laughs> to pass on that one. That'd be very inefficient. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they don't make light up white ponies. Gonna have to pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> why does he have like a? Why does he have like a gangster like? Because I can't talk. I, I, I can't talk like him without just automatically slipping into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Jamie, Jamie Madrox. Jamie Madrox. <laughs> Real hood gangster. <laughs> New York gangster. <laughs> hey, Tony. <laughs> Put the money in the bag. <laughs> or you get an axe upside your fucking head. 
Don't make me get Monoxalini in here. Uh, track number 10 <laughs> by my side. talking about a gun seems like there's a lot of stuff that they keep by their side yeah in the hook i feel like they're mostly talking about a gun though yeah you know this was the other bonus track that was on the re-release it's it's weird whenever you put tracks that are bonus ones not at the end yeah (laughs) which is what most people i mean i think i think it's cool that they made an effort to like sequence them yeah because i I mean overall this album doesn't feel like awkward in its flow or anything like that granted i no, feel like but you that's could probably also because it on, they don't really sound different yeah, I, I think you could put it on random and it still wouldn't sound all that bad but like you know there's still there's only two there's only two songs that would sound very very awkward if they were put right next to each other right <laughs> and <laughs> okay so you know but yeah like the rest of this if you put you know hear us coming at the beginning and just changed up pretty much everything else it would make sense yeah it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad. I mean, because uh, and and a great thing about it is there are distinct intros and they cut off on the end like perfect. Mm-hmm. So these tracks are they were made to be tracks, They're not standalone part of a bigger tracks. picture. Yeah. With the exception of the the actually the next two cuz uh, the yeah, that that does have a lead into the the final track, I, but it's I, a, it's I think I think the first 3 tracks were good sequencing in general. Mm-hmm. It's not that they would feel awkward somewhere else. I think that they feel better where they're at. Mm. In in that order. Yeah, that's that's not. Yeah, because I mean, here is coming is definitely like an intro whistle. thing. Yeah, and then the arrival and whistle. Yeah, those totally make sense for where they are. Yeah, but everything else, nah, fuck it. You can change it all up. Anyway, this track is pretty whatever to me. It's all yeah, right. Which okay. Hey, for for this being a bonus one. I get it. Yeah. So it's it's okay, but it's not it's not stellar. Yeah. Well, track eleven. All I know.
good track. I like this track a lot. That's, actually, that's pretty solid. I didn't I didn't realize until just now, but I think this is like the most like upbeat yeah. track. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's got it's a good moving. drive to it. It feels good. So There's also a really here. sweet riff going on throughout that whole thing that I really mm-hmm. like. Um, mm-hmm. the, it it just rules. Uh, I, I'll note. <laughs> And I feel like I talk about this a lot whenever we get to songs like this. When they're talking about being real, which they also did on Hear Me Now, and I forgot about that. Are they? (laughs) Are they, though? I mean, I don't know, man. (laughs) So, my friend... How can you not believe someone who is a dead gangster reanimated by the power of the Lotus? We're not talking about the dead gangster at this time. But, but, but he is linked. Sure. This is, this is pre, this is, this is pre, he is as real as they come. <laughs> he is linked up with other people who you may not think are wicked clowns or twisted serial killers but clearly everything that they discuss is them and everything that they choose to do in their lives how are you not believing this because of the very stark separation of this from their other content i find this to be more of a thing where i'm like I'm listening to this straight up as if it was like, you know, a regular rap album because it just is. This this is a standard hip hop album. This isn't I wouldn't even put this in in the psychopathic mythos. This is completely removed from that. But but I'm amused but, but, by it but, but, every but time, it, man. Every time whenever I hear somebody talk about being real in this kind of way. And I've t- I've, I'm pretty sure I've referenced this line before, but I'm going to do it again. One of my favorite lines from Mega Ran's Robot City, the remix uh, that somebody dropped in there when they say, MC Xerox wants to call himself unique. <laughs> because here's the thing, you can go ahead and, you know, do the, the tongue-in-cheek thing with that and all that stuff, but like... This isn't coming off as like a tongue-in-cheek thing. This is coming off as like, you know, they're trying to be earnest with us here. And, you know, they're doing the, oh, all these people too soft, but we're real. And it's like, but you're not. <laughs> you are aiming those shots at yourself. <laughs> Stop it. And it's not even like in a goofy, jokey way. Like, it's not... I don't I don't see them winking and nudging me about this. It's like I feel like you're you're really trying to say that and I don't know why you're really trying to say that. <laughs> Cuz it just don't go. You know what I mean? I like this track though. That's, that's all I have to say. I mean like I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. You know? I don't I don't know. I think that they're real. Shut up. Just saying it out of spite. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take my field trip to Detroit one day. I'm gonna go on to Seven Mile. I'm gonna drop a whistle. I'm gonna see if anybody responds. 
You'll see how, how everybody reacts to that. Well, Blaze won't because he doesn't live there anymore. Well, <laughs> I want to see how the populace reacts. Like, uh, okay. Are they aware of drive-by? Right, right. Do, do, do they, some people do, take cover? Do, do does... they still shudder to, to utter their names? <laughs> <laughs> Are they the Lord Voldemort of Detroit? Does it turn the dame's heads? <laughs> <laughs> Final track, track 12, This High Remix. Remix, yeah, remix, yeah. I didn't even take it's notes on it because it's a remix. I don't listen to the regular version of this song. Oh. I like the remix a lot, actually. Mm. Um, we heard Lavelle on there. There's also uh, Violent J and Isham. And Isham has one of my favorite lines <laughs> on this entire album. And this is the opening one. You ain't never in your L-I-F-E been this H-I-G-H. You little crybaby B-I-T-C-H. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love that line. <laughs> uh, Violent J also has Mike, a decent verse. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, Violent J also with a, a better high verse than he had on so high. That's hard to pull off. No, it's not. Sarcasm. No. Sorry. I can't read sarcasm. Sometimes. You can't read yeah, a fucking I like, book either. I, yeah, you know. Uh yeah, I like this version better than the original. Um instrumental is basically exactly the same, but we did get like new verses from uh, Killa and Blaze, which I appreciate. It's not just we tacked these guys on here um, because. So, yeah, they all put some effort into it. Somewhere in there, they also, I think, did like a weird mix of like one of the lines from like Hear Us Coming or something. They they cut a whole bunch of stuff from the album I'm into this. Sure. I, uh, I do like that the, the voice in the beginning, not the dry Bob boys got your ha. But the other one Black cat, gets distorted. Black <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that is ABK. 
Oh, really? And you can tell... Well, yeah, I mean, obviously they put an effect on it, but you can tell because you can hear his lisp when he says white ponies. (laughs) It's just very distinct. Hmm. That's drive-by, though. That's that's drive-by! That's pony down. Prelude. So, yeah, as I mentioned before, this was the last thing that ABK was on a full project of rest in peace before before his untimely departure from psychopathic in uh, in early 2006 um and yeah dry by was basically on hiatus for a very long time they re-released this in 2008 shortly after he returned and we still would not get another drive by album for another, was either was either 2011 or 2013, is when the next project from Drive By came out. Um, that said, and we'll look into those in the future, but none of Drive By's other music sounds like this record. It sounds more like the stuff that we've been accustomed to from their solo albums uh, with their guest features. I see. Which I feel like most people are comfortable with. But regardless of my thoughts on this record, which I'm I'm honestly not a huge fan of this album. Um, it's not what I really want from Blazing ABK, and you know that's just fine. That's my own personal opinion. Um, but again, we can't really fault them for trying something that was different. Yeah. Um, I have yet to meet somebody who's been like, "Yo, no, this album is absolutely fucking amazing." Although recently, whenever I was talking to Jiggles, he was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I wasn't a big fan of that album. And then he messaged me a couple days ago saying, okay, I'm not going to lie. I did just re-listen to it in, like, it was either in his car or with, like, his really good system. And he was like, okay, I have a better opinion now. That, <laughs> and I'm uh, like, that, that is ultimately the way to listen to this. Um, uh-huh. Two of my listens to this were driving. Like, mm-hmm. Just going on a nice little Sunday drive, usually on Saturday, just going out (laughs) because I've just been doing that now. I'm like, you know what? I need to drive somewhere because I'm not fucking going anywhere. Otherwise, I'll take a ride out to somewhere that I usually don't go. Yeah, have a nice little scenic drive. And this is very good to drive to. This is Mm -hmm. a tight album. Like You don't have to listen to it. You don't really have to pay much attention to it. It's just you got to let those beats wash over you. Enjoy a good hook here and there. And that's it. I yeah. I 100% get it that this is not necessarily a beloved album in the mm. Juggalo community. Uh, it is a good album, though. It is a, it is a pretty good album. Uh, I would actually very closely relate this to the new prescription because it does not belong in, in the Juggalo canon, per se, as, mm. a, as a Juggalo album because it's just fucking not. Mm-hmm. It is outside of the style, outside of the feel of it, outside of the theming overall. Mm-hmm. Like, they are talking about their own shit here. And it kind of feels like it's a time. It, it was like just their own check of, like, what if we just went and did our own fucking thing? Like, I don't know necessarily what, you know, what the politics of Psychopathic were for their albums prior to this. Um, I don't know if there was anything in particular going on that, you know, would would have 
pushed them into doing things a certain way or not. Uh, you know, what kind of freedom they would have had over stuff. But this really feels like it would just it was just kind of like, hey, this is we're just going to do what we're going to do. And that's it. Because <laughs> otherwise, I think it would have turned out a lot different <laughs> if they were aiming to make one that fit in to psychopathic records. What I'm wondering is, since this was worked on by Team Supreme, sure. again, Violent J, Shaggy Tudo, uh, sorry, uh, Isham and Lavelle, I'm wondering if this was kind of just an all-inclusive project. Yeah. Something that maybe, like, Team Supreme were working on beats and either offered that to drive by or drive by was like, hey, we, we were thinking about maybe doing something like this. Um, would you guys want to work on it? Again, you've only got Fritz on one track on here, but he still makes it sound like the rest of the record. Yeah. So, you know, whether he did it first and then they stepped in or vice versa, or again, they all had a collective hand, whatever. Um, again, at this point, Psychopathic was no stranger to putting out stuff that was not their norm. We had already gotten, again, A1 Yola, was was significantly different than Isham's prior work, um, or at least prior work on Psychopathic. Um, we'd already had the new prescription, which nothing to this day has sounded some, like something like that. Nope. Um, you know, for better or worse, we enjoyed the album. 333 is a straight-up rock CD <laughs> in a very loose sense in that it's barely rocking at all. Crack Tiles was still cool. Crack Tiles is a good time. Um... And again, Misery, we didn't talk about it, but I mean, that was not really a horrorcore record as well. That is kind of along the lines of like A1 Yola loosely, um, but with a more New, uh, New York feel. Interesting. They've put out stuff that's been, again, outside of the comfort zone to mix success, but not much after this i think comes out for a while that ventures outside of that again with records from uh icp and twisted and blaze that were going to be coming out in the next within the next few years um there isn't as much of that branching out so i don't know if maybe again the year of 05 where they put out a lot of music was kind of like cool we got it out of our system or uh these didn't perform to the level that we wanted them to maybe we should just stick with what we're you know successful with yeah and i don't know there's one more actual release that comes out in 05 which is technically a two disc so that'll be split into two episodes wahoo but again drive-by would not release another album for for quite a while and i could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it's after Blaze had already left um, Psychopathic. So it might have been in 2013. Um, so yeah, that's Drive-By. Let us know what you think of this album, whether you had listened to it back in 2005 when it originally came out, or if you picked it up later on. Um, very curious to hear other people's opinions on it, because I know there's people who dig blaze and abk um but i don't have a lot of input on what people think of this one so yeah i mean let uh, us know 
I'd, I'd like to hear uh, your your perspectives from from inside and outside of the Juggalo community and stuff. I'm curious. In indeed, uh, you can let us know that on our various that. social medias, <laughs> such as Facebook, Juggalo Judgment, Twitter, at Juggalo Judgment, Instagram, Juggalo Judgment. Let's say you had a longer message or something, perhaps you could shoot us an email. JuggaloJudgment at gmail.com. Say you wanted to talk to me specifically instead of Mike, who is a judgmental bastard. You could hit me True. up at, on Twitter at, at Shmeave. And if you want to hit me up personally um, and just have me yell at you and call you stupid for having an opinion that differs from my own, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Mike Spawn the SEJ or on Instagram at Straight at Juggalo. Yeah, I, I I blanked for a second. <laughs> Forgetting your own shit. It's one of those days when you don't want to wake up. So that's uh that's it for drive by. I think. Yep. Uh, Thanks as always for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. There's please only one thing left to do. Please, please share the episodes with people. Oh yeah, share it. Give us a rating on iTunes. We haven't said that shit in a fucking long time, have we? No, we haven't. Because the last one we got was, well, no, the last one we got was a nice one. I don't really care. The one care. prior to that was a shitty one. Yeah, it's it's whatever. Go listen to Roach Coach and <laughs> review them on iTunes. They are within, I think, thirteen. Uh uh-huh, Within striking reviews distance of the twisted two of the hundo. twisted two hundo hundo never dundo. So go and do that. Although, to be completely honest, I kind of hope that they don't hit the 200 until like the summer because Twisted's new album is coming out then and it is meant to be an all rock album. God. And if and if the first two tracks that we have heard so far are any indication, this is the one that I think that they should review. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that that's what they go with. Uh, maybe you could get that... Uh... Maybe get that request in regardless, you know? Yeah, yeah. Once once they dip their toes in and find out the Freak Show is actually just kind of a mediocre album and not new metal at all, uh, you can slide that one in. For 2021. (laughs) But with all that that said, it's time to finish your fight. Finish your fight. Ah, delicious. Peace. Later.